Hi everyone and welcome back to a new episode of Stories of Awakening podcast. Today I'm joined by Fi Dang. She's a human design life coach. She's passionate about helping people overcome their negative self-talk so they can conquer anything. And she has also just wrote a book that is called The Great Unlearning. And I'm sure we will talk about it more uh, in, in this episode. Welcome, Fee, and thanks so much for being here. Hi, Valentina. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited and grateful to be on the podcast. Oh, I'm so grateful you accepted. Thank you so much. So I had a, a couple of human design with you, and they were so useful for me to, to really deepen my understanding of who I am and what I what I came here to do I'm sure we will uh, we'll talk about it a bit more later about human design and everything uh, but this is how I know you um, and I know a little bit about your story as well uh, but I would love for you to share it with my audience yeah thank you so much yeah I'm so glad we had a few of those human design readings so yeah my name is Fee and I am based in Sydney Australia I am a human design life coach and I'm actually self-taught human design. So I do human design intuitively. Um, you know, when I first came to the system, you know, it didn't make sense to me at first. And then later in my journey, it really just clicked and I started doing readings, which I absolutely adore and coach people on. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, so I used to work in a corporate job a couple of years ago. And then within nine months of starting my side hustle, I was able to go full time as a life coach. Um, you know, the first, yeah, I think the first nine months we hit six figures, got a book deal. I wrote a book, which you mentioned, The Great Unlearning, um, Awakening to Living an Aligned and Authentic Life. And yeah, I mean, there's so many parts to the story. Was there anything in particular, like perhaps how I became here or my spiritual journey? Yeah, I would say your spiritual journey. Yeah, if you yeah. want to share with us. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I was younger, um, so my dad died when I was 20 years old. So that's almost 10 years ago for me. And that was a huge thing because just before when he was sick, I kind of started meditating. I read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and I thought I knew spirituality. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and it was kind of going through that that really got me onto the spiritual path and you know, going to the depths of despair, really, like I, you know, when I lost my dad, I had like delayed uh, grief, you know, I had depression, I had anxiety, you know, I didn't want to live anymore. And I kind of had that breakthrough moment, the spiritual awakening, like, you know, what was I doing? And, you know, then it, it's funny, because that happens. And then you kind of just go back to normal again. And it really wasn't until in my corporate job, I was suffering a lot of like, mental health things like anxiousness, uh, a lot of pressure to perform. You know, I was having health issues. Like I had um, high blood pressure at 25 years old, which is not normal for someone mm -hmm. that has a good like diet and health. I was having like anxiety attacks, like having my period for a month. So it was starting to take a toll on my body. And, and I kind of found spirituality again during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I went on a, a Wim Hof retreat, which is like a breathing retreat. And that was like the first time that I experienced, uh, I guess, seeing my past life. I saw myself as a witch being burned at a stake. And I was like, okay, this is not, this is weird. This is not expected. And I kind of, from there, started to get more into my spiritual practices, particularly meditation. 
Um, and actually kind of like a year again after that, I, I woke into what people would call intuitive gifts. So like clairvoyance, clairaudience, like kind of hearing things. And that was a shock to me because I think most people think you're born. You're either born psychic or you're not. But actually mm-hmm. everybody is psychic and you can tap in at any time. I just had to be the right timing. I had to be open to it. I had to be ready for it. And that's been my journey. I was very much uh, spiritually in the closet, you know, especially when life coaching was a side hustle. I didn't want people to know. And, you know, I guess the reach of organic media, like my workmates started finding out and I started embracing more of who I was. And, you know, now I'm very much open about my spirituality. You know, I believe in Mercury retrograde. I charge my crystals like, you know, just before I came in, Valentina saw me saging my space. So, um, you know, I'm very proudly spiritual now and it's been a journey to get there. Yeah. Oh, thanks for sharing. I totally resonate with what you're saying because I come from a corporate um, job as well. And uh, yeah, I was very interested in hearing about, you know, near-death experiences or people that were seeing ghosts and things like that but it was just a hobby at the beginning I don't know something that I was interested in I didn't know that it was possible for everyone (laughs) Um, and everyone as you said this is I think what many people really don't believe but I as you said everyone has gifts and uh, different people have different gifts of course there are uh, some they can hear, some they can see, <laughs> um, some they can heal through their hands, you know. But a part of the job that I do is really actually helping people to discover what their gifts are as well, um, so they can use it. And I think you are on a similar similar mission. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And I think you know, in the spiritual world, for so long it's been taught like. There's like deities and gurus to look up to. And we forget the divinity within ourselves and the power that we have within ourselves. And I think people like you and I and many other light workers that are really here to help people awaken to their own power within. And I think Mm -hmm. that's something that's a really cool movement that's coming about now. Yeah, absolutely. So you just recently uh, wrote a book that is uh, available worldwide, right? (laughs) yes which is crazy surreal and sorry just all of this in a span of two years all of this happened for you yes yes (laughs) it's beyond comprehension right like I never thought you know I never thought I'd be a life coach and I guess this is what happens and I think you know when we talk about human design and being truly in alignment with your life's purpose like Mm -hmm. the universe just supports you like you know, I think when I started my side hustle, like life coaching during the pandemic, like I remember like for three months I posted every day. I had no followers, like not really that many comments. And it wasn't until I decided to be really brave and speak up about men's mental health, which no one at the time a couple of years was talking about. And I was like, who am I to talk about it? You know, I'm like a woman. I'm like this little Asian Australian girl. My account's targeted women. And you know, overnight, my account grew to 10,000 followers. And it's just kind of been growing ever since um, with my writing. And yeah, I'm I'm truly so grateful. I don't think, you know, this is how the universe works, right? It's it's not logical at all. I think if anyone looked at my journey, it's completely illogical. But I'm like living the reality. I'm like, wow, like, this is crazy. Yeah, this is amazing. And I think here is when you are really in alignment with your soul and what 
this, your soul came here to do. Yeah. And it's a different journey for everyone. So I also don't want to put pressure on anyone if their journey is lower, for sure. Mine is lower, but it's it's fine. It's fine like this. And you can have satisfaction anyway. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. People don't talk about that enough. Like I, I really want to stress to people, like, you know, I was working my side hustle before work, after work in my corporate job, you know, my relationship suffered at the expense of it. Like it wasn't all easy breezy. And I think social media makes it look easy. And, you know, I, I, I never got into life coaching to make money. I, I truly accepted the fact that I would make less money and be more soul satisfied. And I guess when you really do what you love, the universe makes sure you're abundant and supported to continue because something I really grappled with was, you know, you feel kind of guilty, but you can't help people Mm -hmm. if you don't have money, if you don't have anywhere to live. Like, you know, you kind of need that. And, you know, something that was explained to me by one of my mentors is like, in a spiritual perspective, we have to remember this is not your only and first lifetime for many of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could say like maybe in a, a previous lifetime, I suffered a lot. I know I have a lot. And so this lifetime, you know, karmically, you know, when I was aligned, it went very quickly. And maybe for some people that journey will take longer. But I, I, I love that you said that because I do think everybody's journey is different and you've got to trust that path, whatever that looks like is the right path for you in this lifetime. Like whatever your soul needs to learn and how it grows and how it expands. And I think in a world where everything's about instant gratification, there's something about patience and slow growth and sustainable growth that you can actually manage. Absolutely. Oh, thanks so much for talking about this because uh, it's true what you said especially if you work with social media and you know what you see it will be just the success uh, of people that always seems overnight they post a few things and overnight you know their life changes but as you said there is some work behind the scene and um, it's not it's not seen by everyone and uh, as you said also we we have all different timing the same is the same as everything else, like marriage, kids, uh, society wants us to have a particular, uh, you know, very one thing after the other in order, but it's not like that. It's not like that for everyone. So yeah, thanks for for saying that. Yeah. And I think on the flip side of that, like my story, it's like that consistency and that passion at any Mm -hmm. time, your life can change. It truly Mm -hmm. can overnight. So I think it's more about just keeping on going and trusting that alignment you know, so many of us are taught to think with our minds. And that's what I love about human design, like really learning not the majority of us are not meant to make decisions from our mind. We're meant to make it from our gut or from, you know, our emotional place or an intuitive place. So I think that's really important to acknowledge as well. Yeah. And enjoy the process too, because, you know, (laughs) we are always focusing on goals, but actually what is important, I think, is or who we become in the process of getting that goal, right? So is also enjoying the process, any any step of it. Yeah, because I think when you get there, it's like what's next and you never get to truly enjoy the moment. So I think yeah. it is being appreciative because, you know, when you think about where you are now, at mm-hmm. one point in life, this is where you wanted to be. You're wishing everything to be in this moment. And I always, you know, remember to myself like, you know, this conversation, any moment in my life, I will never have it again, the exact same moment. Like 
truly life is a gift and you know I want to make the most of it as I'm sure many people listening do um, as well do yeah so I really want to talk about the book sorry <laughs> yeah I would love to talk about the book <laughs> because when I read it um and I didn't read it yet I read uh, you know the description and everything um and it's exactly what I love teaching as well or helping people with so great unlearning do when I explain why you're called yeah. it like that <laughs> yeah so it's about awakening to living an aligned and authentic life and I really wanted to talk about it sparking an awakened revolution and that invitation and initiation your soul has been craving and I think it's about doing something different and I think that was what I was kind of you know, I love the personal development world, but I think like every book, they're like telling you all these things you have to do, all the things you have to learn. And sometimes you just feel like shit. You're like, oh, here I'm, you know, I, I haven't met the mark yet. There's just more stuff I have to learn. Like when do I get to stop learning? And that's when I figured out, you know, when I was coaching people, I wasn't necessarily teaching them a lot of things. I was actually helping them unlearn and unbecome a lot of shit that they had picked up across their lives. Like if you think about our programming, our conditioning, um, the way that we were raised. We're taught so many things, like you mentioned, like there's this timeline for life and this is what self-care looks like. This is what success looks like. And I'm like, no, like it's about stripping all of that back and really coming back to who you really are within. And that's already there, like you're not broken. And so that's why that concept of the great unlearnings come apart because I kind of talk about in the book, there's like success, self inner being relationships and spirituality because it's like all these parts of our lives that we're unlearning you know for example what's really coming to mind that I want to share is like for women you know growing up in an Asian culture I was taught like you don't speak up you don't tell people about your mental health it looks bad on you it looks bad on your family and so for this book it really felt like reclaiming a voice and really like empowering women to be them true selves you know I, I want to talk about things like I talk about sex and masturbation I talk about suicide like I, I don't want it just to be the positive things I wanted to really cover like life in its full spectrum which is you know the high of highs but it's also the low of lows and you know for someone like me that has come gone through so much shit it's like that doesn't stop you from being happy and successful we all all dealt different cards in life and it's how we play that hand so that's what I was like really passionate about sharing in this book and yeah, it was such a, a grateful, incredible journey to like channel and share this book and with my life experiences. So it's very vulnerable as well. It's like someone reading your journal. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. And thanks for being so vulnerable. I, I read many books and I think when they are really vulnerable and they write things like from their heart is where really have the power to change people's life you know so thanks for doing that and I I love this concept because I totally agree with it um is you know is how I describe awakening realizing that you are already complete and uh, all the other things that they told you to do or to be is what you have to let go of to actually remember who you truly are and what you came here to do so yeah, um, I definitely look forward to to read that book. Um, Thank you. And yeah, I love how aligned we are. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and you're still uh, coaching people with uh, using human design, right? 
Yes. Amazing. Do you want to talk about that as well? Yeah. I mean, I love human design. I think it's like for, you know, for people that don't know and you're kind of sitting there or listening, thinking, I wish I had more guidance in life, like a roadmap or a manual or how do I actually live my best life? Like what does alignment actually mean? Because there's so many terms in the spiritual world and there is that way. And I think human design is that for me. And, you know, human design is a self-empowerment and personal growth tool. So you can kind of think about it like the love child of astrology and Maya Briggs, your personality test, it combines science with spirituality. So yeah, it's got astrology, I Ching, the Kabbalah, like all of these different things. So um, people kind of call it like the new astrology. And it, it's such a game changer. I think the core thing I really take out of human design is how validating it is. Like, don't you think it's just like, oh, I am the way I am. This is how I'm meant to be. Like, oh, you know, for me, like learning, I am designed to be emotional. So stop beating myself up for like, like that's what's really powerful. And so in human design, it, it you, you have a body graph, which is like the chart that I read. And you have your, per, your, you know, your conscious personality. And then you have your design personality, which we believe is created three months before you enter your body. So there's like 26 different energies altogether that you read in someone's chart. And it's like astrology, like when the planets move and change, it also changes. So, you know, it, it really helps you answer things such as like your greatest strengths, how to make the best decisions, what themes you'll have in your life and kind of answer those questions. Like, who are you? Like, why am I here? What am I here to do? Um, and so, yet, you know, in a reading, I, you know, I talk about someone's type, like the energy, uh, the mm -hmm. strategy, how your energy flows, your authority, how to make the best decisions. There's energetic centers, there's your personality profile, there's like your soul path. So there's a lot of information, which I'm sure you can attest to, because we did a couple of several readings, because it's too much to simply give in one session, you kind of have that foundation, you kind of experiment. And then you see if it aligns with you and then you can learn more about yourself. Yeah, uh, it's endless, I think, the things that you can learn from it. Similar to astrology, I'm very passionate about astrology too. Um, yes. What would you say is the difference, if there is any? <laughs> yeah, I think there is a difference because I think human design has a practicality about it. You know, when we talk about the energies, you have your high expression, you have your shadow expression. And so there's a bit more... Like, for example, like you can use human design to look at your eating habits, uh, what the best environment is for you. We can kind of see what's happening and you kind of have like more of a guide. So, for example, if we talk about your human design, like a sacral generator, like what does that actually mean? It's like sacral authorities, like I mentioned to you, like you're here to make gut reaction instinctual. Like the longer you leave it, the more your mind is infiltrating it. So that's validation to you. I make the best decisions based on human design, based on what is coming through me in my body is instantaneous. I have to trust that gut. The more illogical it is, the more it's meant for me. And it even gives you the language of what does your gut mean? And, you know, we kind of talked about, it sounds like, mm-hmm, uh-uh, like the energy, like feeling pulled towards something or, you know, pulling, pulling back, like, oh, that's not me. It's kind of like the fuck yes or the fuck no. So that's an example. And, and you know, as generators, which is 70% of the population, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. We're here to live life like that spark and that excitement. I'm, I mean, people can probably hear it in my voice as well. You can just feel someone's passion and hear it in your voice. So I love that it gives that practical terms. I, I don't think they like, I think they work together and, and mm -hmm. they 
give you a broader picture of everything. You know, I feel like what I kind of describe it is astrology is like the lay of the land. It gives you like a map, but human design gives you the compass. Like, how do I actually get there? How do I move? Am I getting closer? Am I not? That's how I personally see it. Yeah, great definition. Yeah, I really feel that human design teaches you how to use your energy uh your your aura yes. uh, yeah yeah so um with astrology you discover as well which kind of energy you have by a human design teaches you how to how to use it for best results let's say <laughs> yeah and i think it kind of gives people especially if you're new to this world of spirituality like it actually explains those terms like what is your energy like so a generator it's like a big aura you know, you're like a magnet pulling it in. So people can kind of visually see, oh, that's my energy. And then if you're sacred, oh, that's how my energy flows. And it talks about split definition. I think you're a triple split. So it's kind of like going three ways. You can kind of feel like, you know, disconnected and um, being triple split. Certain people, our energy completes you. And so you feel like you're bonded towards certain people. You like to work in coffee shops because you get to pick up people's energy. So I think that's what I mean by practical. It just gives you a bit more information as to how to actually use it in your life and you know in your business you know before we jumped on this podcast you know I think you're a four six I also have that four profile line which is called the opportunist which is networking so we were saying yes of course doing more in-person events meeting people networking is really great for us in business because we get a lot of referrals so there's Mm -hmm. that practical element whereas I think you know astrology kind of say yes I can see this timeline this is good for you like this is what's happening these are your natural strengths, but it's like, tell me more. And I think uh, human design is that bridge. Yeah. Um, and when is did you ever reading? How did you discover human design? I think I came across on the internet, like maybe like four or five years ago. And it just mm-hmm. honestly, like, I was like, what is this? Like, it doesn't make sense. I couldn't read it. I didn't understand it. And I just saw it and I was like, this is not for me. And then you know, I feel like human design is like ayahuasca. It comes into your life when you're meant to <laughs> get, get into it. And a couple of years later, I ended up getting a reading done. And it was the, the weirdest thing after I got the reading done. Like the whole system just made sense to me. Like I just never did a course. I never got taught it. And I intuitively read it. And I started doing it for a few clients. And then my clients were like, wow, this is really powerful. Like you need to share this with people. And I started like it kind of just became a word of mouth thing. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm very grateful because I don't really talk about the readings. You know, my my Instagram feeds more my writing. I don't talk about human design, but I always get readings and I book out. So again, talks to the power of referrals. And, you know, it's just a language that spoke to my soul. And, you know, I have a two profile line, which they sometimes call the hermit or the natural genius. And it just for me happens to be human design. Um, which I picked up, which is very frustrating because people are like, how did you learn it? And you can definitely go to school for it as well. Yeah. Just for me, it was uh, intuitive because it's a language that speaks to my soul. I, I, I can't describe it. It's just so natural. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't know this about you. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so if people want to work with you uh how they can find you if you want to share your website or yeah, yeah so my website's uh feedang.com so you spell my name p-h-i and then my last name dang d-a-n-g so you can find a lot of information on my website i have an instagram um at the t-h-e fee p-h-i dang d-a-n-g so you can also look at my instagram but yeah i 
do readings and it's not just like your foundational reading as we've discovered you can do a deeper reading where you go through all of the energies in your chart you can do like a solar reading what's coming up for the year different transits call for different times I think your next major one is your Uranus opposition I just finished my Saturn return recently so it, it's such an incredible tool that can be used at different points in your life like I you know, I coach people for a year or two on it. It just is incredible the amount of information that mm-hmm. comes from your human design. And recently, last week, I've been doing a lot of um, synastry human design, like, you know, overlaying charts for friends and relationships. So it, it's incredible wow. to see. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know you could do that with human design too. I knew about yeah. astrology. Oh, that's amazing. So you can see couples, you know, I've even done a couple after they broke up for them to understand why they didn't work. So, you know, you can do it. With, I've done it for family members, like a mom and a sister, uh, colleagues, a boss and, you know, and you. So, yeah, it explains a lot of information because, like you said, talks about the energy and how it all connects in. Wow, that's that's exciting. I'm interested in doing that. Yeah, I know. We have to talk about that. yeah and I saw you also have a retreat coming up right yes I'm doing a day retreat in Sydney that's like my first in-person event and it's about like the divine feminine and you know hopefully I'm hoping one day this expands into doing like global retreats and you know we were kind of saying you know social media is an incredible tool but I think people are also really craving in-person events to see each other in person especially after the pandemic you know it's that connection piece and I think we all know the algorithm's all weird and showing us stuff we don't want to (laughs) see so yeah amazing and also yeah the book is you can pre-order it yes yeah okay it will come out at the end of June so the 23rd of June 2023 but it's available for pre-order um, and when in doubt, Amazon <laughs> globally will always have that pre-order option, which is uh, really, really exciting. This is so exciting. Wow. I'm very happy for you. And I'm really looking forward to read that book. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, um, yeah, I'm nervous and I feel very vulnerable because it talks a lot about, you know, my life, you know, especially like when I was writing the book, I went through a breakup, you know, um, I was with my ex-partner for like three years. So that was very raw and vulnerable kind of talking about that but I think I'm really excited to share more about personal things because I think it'll show people a full picture and you know kind of we talked about the timelines of success like I feel like my life was making me to become a life coach and I didn't even realize it you know like all the hardships and I wanted to show people that you can turn your pain into power your struggle Mm -hmm. into strengths you know And you don't have to be a life coach or somebody helping people, you know, even just to understand other people or hold space for them is incredible. Yeah. And also give an explanation to yourself why some of the stuff happened and live in peace, regardless the pain you went through. I think that's also uh, very powerful (laughs) to do in your life. Yeah. And I think anybody can do that. And I think we forget how powerful we are because we are so conditioned to mm-hmm. look on the outside for validation and all of these things. So I think that's why, you know, we talk about an awakening. It's just so you feel it in your body. It's like, oh my gosh, like I realize like how powerful I am. Like I'm always co-creating with the universe. Like I always tell people that like manifesting and things like, you know, universe is open watching 24 seven. It's like you're always co-creating. And I think that was obviously, I think for everybody, one of the biggest steps you take in your spiritual awakening is going from victimhood to owning your power and 
you know, we can't control everything and circumstances. Sometimes we just have a really shit time, but we can always influence the way we see things, our approach, our optimism, our energy. And I think that's really important for people to know as well, because, you know, I think about, um, for example, my dad dying, that could have been the worst thing. It was the worst thing in my life, but I'll be honest with you. I don't think I'd be a life coach if it didn't happen. It was Mm -hmm. such a big moment to wake me up. So I think, you know, something like that made me something really shitty can happen, but it's so important, you know, Um, and I had two choices. I could be really depressed and, and stay in that slump forever and get angry at the universe. Or I could be like, Hey, for whatever reason, this has happened. And, and, you know, one of the most incredible things I can do is help people through their grief. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of my clients, like I help them connect to their loved ones that have passed on the other side. And there's just nothing like that, you know, mm-hmm. showing people because, you know, I'm obviously living that experience, but I don't believe they just disappear that they're, they're here more than ever. And actually I feel more connected to my dad more than ever, you know, in his human life, he was a classic emotional distancing, you know, very manly and not about his feelings and, you know, provided a fam, you know, you know, provided for the family, you know, always have somewhere to live, always somewhere to eat, very safe, but not that emotional side. Whereas like now on the other side, when I connect with him, I'm like, oh, he's so supportive. Like he's so loving, like he's, learning on the other side, you know, for his next adventure, because, you know, we're all souls. We all have different journeys and contracts and who knows what the next lifetime has to hold. No, exactly. Um, Thanks for also sharing that, which I think is very brave for many people. It's like, what? But yeah, of course, I think we are always connected to the people that, you know, the past and, I think just knowing that can give you a bit of relief, you know, that they are not lost forever and you can connect to them anytime, actually. Just have to be open. I think that was the biggest thing for spirituality. Like once I started believing, I was like, you know what? It could be a possibility. That's when all the doors open, Mm -hmm. you know, that's like, absolutely. you know, I kind of talk about in the book, like one of the chapters, it's kind of like faith and you're playing like an energetic game um, of tennis with the universe. Like we're so waiting for the universe to give things to us, but sometimes we have to move first. Like we have to show, like, I always kind of say, like, I'm always like everything happens for a reason. And I truly believe the universe is supportive. So when it came Mm -hmm. down to like quitting my job without a backup plan and going all in on my business, you know, I wanted to save $10,000. I didn't, I was like, I just got to go. I just, I just knew in my, you know, gut in my heart, it was time. And you know, all these things came up like, oh, I might not have money. I might have to get another job. And like a year and a half later, I've never had to do that. And it just yeah. really showed me like the universe is always supporting you. It, it, mm. it doesn't always look good. I've definitely had months where I was like, oh, don't I have money? Not sure this, but the universe always comes through. And I think it's my unwavering belief and, and faith and trust in the yeah. universe so deeply. But let the universe show you. Like that's why I'm like, let it show you. Yeah, this is exactly the point. I think the missing part for many people is really that faith that is missing. You know, they think they have to do everything themselves. And even if they step into something that they actually are passionate about and they love, they think they will have to fight to survive and stuff. But it's, it's really... That's why I'm passionate about spirituality, because it gives you that additional explanation that you are not alone you're always supported and if you do 
what you came here to do, you will always find a solution and yeah. you will succeed. Yeah. Um, well, I think, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, and also I just wanted to add about uh, what you were saying earlier, that is really our responsibility, right? Ability to respond to what happens to us. And we we have the choice to, you know, how, how to take things. And I can truly believe because I went through difficult times as well. I can truly say that all these difficult times uh, made me who I am now. And I understood why they happened. So I could support also other people that are going through the same. If you don't leave, if you don't embody that, teaching the lesson is difficult. Otherwise, to guide other people to do the same. Yeah, and I think people can tell that, you know. I'm always saying that you don't have to prove anything because people feel it in their energy. They mm-hmm. see it in the way that you live. And what I was going to say, so many of us are so scared of failing. And that's really mm-hmm. our ego. It's that inner child. Like, you know, I kept thinking failure means that, you know, I have to get another job again or something. But I ultimately realized, like, you know, when I'm on my deathbed, I don't want to have regrets. And, you know, you, 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 your failure is just what you make of it. Like, I think the only thing you should be really scared of, or not really, but the worst thing that could happen is dying. Everything mm-hmm. else you can recover from. You go bankrupt, you can recover. Money comes and goes. You know, you lose this. You know, you you, you quit your job. Your, your business doesn't take off. Well, you just get another job, right? So I had to really um, learn that. And one of the biggest things was, again, that faith and self-trust because the pandemic made me realize, like, nothing's safe, not even a secure job. And mm-hmm. it's not the job, my corporate job, that made me money. It was me, my dedication, my skills, my commitment. And that's when also, like, working on my money mindset completely changed my life because I used to be someone, you know, it's very karmic for me, like, always feeling poor. Like, even last year, like, I was like, I don't have enough money. And then when it came to doing the tax, like my accountant did it, like, I don't know, I was a bit lazy and late and it was like two or three months later because I wasn't really focused on the money. And she's like, oh my gosh, you hit six figures. And I was like, oh my gosh. But the whole time I felt like I was poor. And I was like, it just shows you like the Mm -hmm. power of your thoughts and your calm and your conditioning. It it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it's necessarily true, but it's Mm -hmm. the storyline your soul has chosen to overcome and up level. Yeah. Um, What do you were saying about you know you don't want to have regrets I think also this is really the point because I remember reading some researches about uh people at the end of their life uh what suggests what suggestion they would give to to young people and um they were saying yeah you know try to to do everything that you want don't don't be stopped by fears because um one of the biggest regret is really not living the life that they actually wanted at the end of their life. And I also heard from someone else now, I don't remember who it was, but that there are two important things to do in life. Uh, one is make your little self happy, you know, your inner child happy. And the other one is your 80 years old happy. So what those two people will like you to do and how, they would like you to leave. So try to do that. And I, I think about it often. I really love that. And I always think, you know, when I'm dying, I'm not going to be like, oh, I wish I worked more hours. Oh, I wish I did that. Like, if anything, you wish you worked less, you spent more time with your loved ones. And I, I can't remember the quote exactly, but one that I thought about is like, the graveyard's the richest place on earth. That's where all people's dreams and the things they never make happen live there. And you know, because we live one life in this lifetime, we might as well try. I think the biggest 
crime is not trying and mm-hmm. it's okay. Like, you know what, let's be real about it. You know, I even think about being a life coach and when I coach other coaches, I'm like, just so you know, it's like every industry on earth, that like a very small percentage of the top make it. And if you don't, that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. It just wasn't meant to be in this lifetime. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, people are very focused on that. And it's like, do what makes your heart happy. And I promise you, the universe will align you to to what is meant to be. Yeah. You're, follow your passion, really. It's, it's the only thing. And especially for our generation, because I understand that maybe in some other times in history, maybe it wasn't that possible. But I think this is really the time where we need to step into our passions more than ever. And not just doing our corporate job nine to five because we have been told that that's the only way to be secure and have a happy life. Yeah. And it's the easiest time now. Like we have the internet. You can learn anything for free. You know, I say that like genuinely everything is out there for free. It will just take you longer. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's not as many obstacles because we didn't have the internet back in the day. And, you know, I also want to say to people like it doesn't have to be your main job, at least if you have a passion, like a side Mm -hmm. project to you know, I remember my corporate job, my boss being like the year, like when I had my side hustle, he was like, this is the best work I've ever seen from you. And it was because mm-hmm. I had so much passion and fulfillment and, and joy in my life. So I think it's important for people to remember to have that. Like, you know, we are not just like um, living to work. We work to live. It's secondary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, people are scared to, to discover their mission in life because they think they have to leave everything from one day to another. But it doesn't have to be like that, like you just said, you know, it can be a side project. It can be uh, who you are being also in your work environment that you're in right now. Um, You know, it can be how you behave with your family and friends. It doesn't necessarily mean that you need to change job. Um, so yeah I I totally agree with that yeah and I I think that's what I love about human design because you talk about like the energies and the way it can be brought to life like one that energy is so different every single person on earth will bring it to life in a different way and I think people have to remember that and I think for people listening that don't know their purpose like sometimes your purpose finds you like I didn't seek out life coaching it came to me at the exact perfect time that I needed in my life So Mm -hmm. I think people can take that pressure off because if I was to be really honest in spiritual terms, like your soul chose to come and have a human experience. This is your purpose already. Living Mm -hmm. your life as a human. Everything else is icing on the cake, you know, an extension. But really at the end of the day, we're here to live, to be, Mm -hmm. to exist. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Is there anything else that you want to add? No, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very grateful. Oh, thanks so much for coming. It was wonderful being able to talk to you again. <laughs> and yeah, I'm looking forward to reading your book. And thank you. <laughs> thanks so much. Okay, thank you everyone for listening and I'll see you at the next episode. Bye. <laughs>